this is Hashtag Authentic, a podcast for creatives online. I'm Sarah Tasker and this is episode 44. everybody. So my guest this week is Carolyn Stritch, aka The Slow Traveller. She is a freelance photographer based in the north of England, although her Instagram account often depicts dreamy locations from idyllic destinations all over the world. She kind of seems like she's living the Instagram dream, which is an impression that she's very aware of and wanted to question a little bit in a recent self-sabotage project that she staged on her 200k plus Instagram account. I called her up to try and understand more about her motivations behind the project, what she learned from it, and more about her photography work away from the ground. Hi Carolyn, welcome to the podcast. Hi Sarah, thanks for having me. So let's get started by introducing you to everybody. Could you give us a quick rundown on who you are and what you do? Of course, yeah. So I am a freelance photographer from Newcastle in the UK and I am also an Instagram influencer for want of a better term. I blog a bit from time to time and I'm also studying a degree in photography at the Northern Centre of Photography, which is here in the northeast as well. And that's about it. I suspect that's about it. Not much then. <laughs> Pretty casual life. Oh yeah, not hectic at all. <laughs> we should mention that your handle on Instagram is a slow traveller, because I suspect lots of people will follow you, so maybe that will help them join it together. And I feel like the thing the thing we really need to dig into first, seeing as we're talking Instagram, is your recent imaginary trip to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> The Insta hack. The Insta hack. So sabotage my own Instagram account. Yeah. So take us back. Kind of talk us through it step by step. What you did for anybody who who's not already aware. Yeah, of course. So so I'd been. It's something I've been thinking about. Not not the hack, but I've been kind of. I think probably since starting university, which was a couple of years ago, thinking about what I do online because it's quite different from what I do offline. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And kind of thinking about how I portray myself online and maybe how that might affect the people that look at it and that sort of thing. And I've been reading a book by Will Storr called Selfie, how we became so self-obsessed and what it's doing to us. And Storr basically says that we live now in the age of the individual and that our culture kind of says this perfect self is a rich, slim, young, happy, popular, extroverted person. And, and this person we see everywhere, so advertising, um, social media, and the press. And the message is, if you follow your dreams, then you'll succeed. And if you don't, then you mustn't be trying hard enough. And so it really got me thinking about, about kind of Instagram and, you know, what I put out there and how I portray myself because that is a lot of Instagram isn't it like you've just described most <laughs> Instagrammers kind of on a superficial level yeah and I, but I think it's a best bits thing as well isn't it so I think you know I don't think it's that people are out to kind of upset or deceive I think it's just mainly that you know you kind of think well you know who wants to see me when I've just got out of bed that kind of thing mm. but I kind of wanted to challenge my role in that and to kind of question what I do and one at university one of the modules a big module is it kind of asks us to stage a site-specific intervention and I decided that my site would be Instagram <laughs> ah. yeah so um, at the same time I'd been doing a bit of research for something else on developments in photography with like things like artificial intelligence and machine learning and that's how I came across the face app 
So I'd never, I didn't know anything about any of these apps, really, these kind of beautifying apps. But the thing that I found most interesting about the FaceApp one was that it uses neural networks and machine learning to kind of morph your face into something which is scientifically more attractive. Oh, God. I know. (laughs) So kind of, you know... So I, I, I downloaded it and paid the extra so I could use its more kind of sophisticated filters. And I just couldn't believe it, like how much I changed. I was a bit horrified at first, but then what happens is, and you know, I'm, I'm 32 now and maybe, you know, about 10 years ago, it might have kind of maybe had a longer effect, but I still kind of looked later on between the two images and kind of thought, oh, well, I know that the the things, your your flaws become more prominent when you're kind of looking at this scientifically more attractive version of yourself. Yeah, like side by side. Yeah, how you really look. It's quite, you know, you do start to sort of, so the people who are using that all the time, it must, you know, it can't be healthy, really. I shared the picture, the face app picture on Facebook, and I don't use Facebook anymore, really. So I just updated my profile picture, and it was just as part of, some research I was doing so I kind of could see what how people would react and that's why like best friends and my mom and sisters were like oh you look beautiful and I was like mom <laughs> that's not me I didn't say anything for a while and then I just deleted the the picture and I have no profile picture now I'm such a rebel Facebook and like my mom text and she was like oh that picture where's it gone you look really beautiful and I was like mom <laughs> that's not me like my nose is a lot smaller <laughs> my you know like it, it, the lips are bigger and most people just thought you know that I'd had a lot of makeup on mm. or I think maybe a couple of people had said that they thought I'd maybe had a little bit of work done but nobody <gasps> would ever say that would they nobody's gonna go well, oh, no. you know your new lips look great or like your nose is much nicer now it was just but but what was also interesting was that Usually if I update a profile picture, the last time I did it, however long ago, you know, I would never get that kind of a reaction. You know, you'd get... A couple of likes. You know, your friends. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But this one was like, you know, comment after comment, people that I had spoken to in a really long time. And it was quite, it was quite strange. So I thought that that linked in quite well with the project that I had in mind for the the Instagram thing. So I decided to to use that along with kind of a mixture of like Photoshop appropriation. So the Disney picture was actually just a picture from the web. Just grabbed from Google. Yeah, exactly. And I used a mixture of like the first picture I posted, which, which was a picture, like portrait of me sitting in bed. That was actually, it doesn't, the face app doesn't really work as well if you take a camera image from a distance. Okay. So it's not a selfie, it's got to be a full-on selfie to work. It's got to be, yeah. So I took, I kind of sat back in the same position and took a close-up selfie with my phone, Ah. used the app on that and then put the two together. So it was like a stuck-on, you know, a mobile head on a camera image. (laughs) (laughs) But it was kind of, that part of it was kind of to make a comment on, you know, these, these tools are, you know, at most people's disposable to kind of depict anything they want, really. Yeah. And I kind of used captions as a fictional narrative and used quotes from like Walt Disney and the Asylum Institute. Do you know the Asylum Institute? No. Well, the self-esteem movement, which was goes back to the 60s, 
and it was like it's like this it's still going now and it's kind of this I think it's California and it's the place that people go to kind of become better people it basically probably if you're interested maybe you'll need there's probably a better description than that (laughs) it's it's not something I agree with, if that makes sense. So I kind of use quotes from different places to try and come up with these cryptic kind of captions and that kind of thing. And the Disney thing was because I was looking at kind of the most Instagrammable, oh no, actually, it was the, the play, the most Instagrammed place uh, in the world. okay. And it's that castle. And I've never seen, I've actually never come across it. I have not seen it on Instagram, I don't think. No, I haven't. So that's, that's why I decided to use that particular place so it was just a case of quite simple the premise was quite simple really just this is my birthday but I said I was 22 instead of 32 and you know I'm going to California and I checked flights to make sure that it was just about possible <laughs> <laughs> like I was like on Skyscanner like can I get to California and back in one day and yeah you can actually if you were mental enough yeah <laughs> and then I posted the third image which was a kind of moving image stop motion which alluded to the fact that this wasn't real and then I also wrote a blog post which was to act as a kind of contextualization so that the project could be explained properly but I say that was it it was that was the beginning (laughs) the hardest thing I've ever done (laughs) but yeah um so it went on for over was it about four or five days in total there was two pictures, the first one, the birthday, and the second one, Disney. Yeah. And then there was a third, which was the video, which kind of, people were kind of like, what, what's happening? And then the blog post I did the following day. So yeah, four, four days altogether. So how were you feeling for like the first three days of that when you'd, you know, you told your followers you were 22, you'd shared this picture of you that wasn't really you and that you'd gone to Disneyland and, and kind of misled people deliberately with an mm. end result but in that knee in that intermediary time how was it feeling it was absolutely horrific <laughs> and actually like a, the week leading when I when I'd finally decided what I was doing because it's, it's something I've been working on since kind of, I think about November time last year okay so a long time coming yeah not not the finished thing but the idea it mm-hmm. was just it's I knew that I wanted to kind of question what I was doing but I didn't know how I was going to do it. So it'd been going on for, for quite a while, but the week leading up to the first picture that I posted, I was like properly freaking out. And when it on, on the day that I posted the birthday picture, um, I was like sitting with Gary and I was like, I can't do it. I'm just going to have to, no, I can't, like I'm not doing it. And he was like, Carolyn, you've like, you can't, you know, you've, you've come this far and it obviously means quite a lot to you. It would, it's, you know, it would be a bit mad. And also, you know, your degree kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty bad. And you know, it, it's it's I spent the last almost three years building my Instagram account. Mm. You know, I've worked on it every day, often all day, and I still do. And you know, all almost all of the money that I make comes from Instagram. And kind of recently, for the first time in my life, I've started to feel financially comfortable. It's a business, you know, I built it myself from scratch alone and it's this lovely feeling of achievement and the idea that something, you know, two pictures could jeopardise it, yeah. Yeah, could affect it negatively through kind of lots of scary questions, but it had become more than just a kind of university project. It was personal and I was kind of in it to ask questions about what I do and, you know, 
enough to see it through, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it was it was horrible when when I posted the picture and people were wishing me happy birthday. I just felt absolutely horrific. And I was like almost crying. It was It's <laughs> <laughs> like red in the face, storming around. Gary was like, I think you need to calm down. <laughs> but those relationships are real, aren't they? Like the relationships you have with your followers on Instagram and the conversations you have, they're meaningful. So for those people to be wishing you happy birthday and you to be like, I've lied to them. I, I can understand why that felt, even though you knew that it was all going to make sense in the end. Exactly. And I did consider, and I, and I think as a project, it might have worked better to do it over a longer period. But the reason I didn't was for that reason, because <laughs> yes. I thought, you know, I think that's enough to get the point across. And, you know, if I'd have done it for a week, yes, people might have been better engaged and it might have been a, well, engaging project, I guess. But I just, I thought, I don't think I can risk it, no. you know, doing it for any longer than those two pictures. I could understand that. I, well, I think you were really brave to do it. And but it, and it did pay off. <laughs> so what, what has the response been like since you finally kind of brought it all to a conclusion and explained it to people? Yeah, well, I mean, during the, the response was quite people weren't really, well, there was a few people on the Disney one particularly who were a bit like, you know, how is it empty? But as far from that, people just kind of, you know, moved on and accepted it. But after explaining, the response was overwhelming pretty much straight away. And people have really kind of opened up, and which was quite moving because I don't, I've never kind of experienced anything like that before. And there was a lot of people that confirmed that seeing that type of imagery without them even realising did make them feel a bit crappy. You know, saying that the idea that I was 22 and I've travelled the world and, in their words, achieved so much already started to kind of make them question what they'd done, if that makes sense. Totally, yeah. And I think, you know, while as viewers, we are responsible for the stuff that we look at, of course, you know, but also as us putting stuff out there, I think we have kind of this shared responsibility to make, to try and make it a better place, social media. I don't know how we do that. <laughs> no idea. This is kind of thrown up more questions than it's answered, I suppose. But I think just thinking about it critically or maybe just asking the question is a good place to start. I don't know. Starting the conversation, which is what yeah. you've done, haven't you? Like kind of getting people, I, I suspect there were a lot of people who had no idea those apps even existed to change your face. Well, I didn't. So I'm. I'm I guess. Uh, yeah. Of course. There'll, there'll be lots of. But there's probably also people who do use them as well, and maybe feel a bit crappy about it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, and you know. But also the fact that these people contacted me in the first place, people that I've never met, countries all around the world. That it was. It was. It kind of made me think of social media more positively as well in a yeah. weird way, because that's kind of social media. I think is it's kind of meant to be yeah it showed you the impact of your social media but in a positive way where you'd kind of been worrying about the negative impact I guess this was like the kind of actually no here's the really positive side of it as well yeah exactly because it, I mean you know I've had the odd the odd critical comment have you I was going to ask about that actually have you had kind of any negative I think mainly actually the negative comments have been people who saw articles and read the headline and then oh, just yeah came back and been like fake <laughs> like <laughs> all right Sherlock you know you know but <laughs> that's what people do don't they yeah. not really my followers 
not, you know, pe- anyone who's had anything kind of valid to say whether whether they're critical of the project or not, it's been positive in a way, if that makes sense. So, so yeah, like positive conversation. Yeah, exactly, a proper conversation. Whereas the some of the the more negative comments have just been, you know, a bit pointless. Really, not really anything to do with the project. More just they've seen a headline with the words fake and Instagram in and then just came over to give me a load of crap. There is a whole thing of people who just read headlines. You see it on Twitter, they read a headline and, and reply yeah. and then you say, well, did you read the article? And they'll happily admit no. <laughs> but I would never do that. Even if I'm like, if I think, oh, I've got something to say here, I still think, actually, I better check. Yes. <laughs> Even if I think I know like what I'm talking about, I think it's like you've got to do your research before you kind of make a comment or have an opinion on something you kind of need to know especially if it's a negative opinion like you don't want to start criticizing people until you've actually checked what you're criticizing totally agree but i mean that kind of thing i just thought well you know it doesn't really i'm not bothered if that makes sense it's just one of those things yeah you see you know you see it on newspapers in the comments section and it's just i kind of think what you know, what are you what are you doing <laughs> um, I think it was when I was talking to Hadley Freeman and we were sort of saying they're not it's not a cross-section of like the most well-rounded people of society the people who comment negatively on on things online like no. usually it's people who are working through their own issues <laughs> no I know exactly but I mean some people really thought they were like making these groundbreaking you know they were coming on, they were like, this, everybody this is fake <laughs> but then you have you, you know you the the people who are replying going yeah we you know we know she she done it for this reason yeah. so I was just kind of I just you could keep out of it a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah that's nice let other people do that bit for you yeah <laughs> I wonder if it's changed then like how you're going to use photoshop and kind of image manipulation going forwards is it giving you a different relationship with that stuff I don't think so because I think for me it's not really about photoshop I think I see photoshop more as just a tool mm-hmm. and a digital darkroom, so to speak. I think it's more about kind of how we use it and what what our intention is. Yeah. And I imagine I'll probably always use Photoshop and any other tools at my disposal to enable me to make work. And, you know, I think we were talking about this the other day. There's lots of stuff going on now where, like, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning is being used in photography. Like, tech giants like Google and Adobe are, are using it. And now artists and photographers are responding to it. So I think... I think how we make stuff might change and develop, but I think the underlying principles will probably always be the same. And whether it's made by by um, man or machine or whatever, I think it's 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 always about the intent, as far as I'm concerned, I guess. So yeah, but then so then it has made me think more about maybe what I am putting out there and how it's perceived, but not so much how it's the created mechanics. yeah exactly it's more about kind of the message of it maybe yeah because the other thing I, I think you and I were kind of mentioning on on Instagram the other day was like the whole world of deep fakes which this is my reddit time coming out but so deep fakes for anyone listening are the they're pornographic videos usually made of celebrities where the celebrity's head is like superimposed onto the 
pornographic actors um, very convincingly. So it looks like a real video with that person from all different angles. And that technology now exists and people are making like images and videos of, of famous people in those ways and they're being banned. So they're being banned by places like Reddit. They're really cracking down on it because they see it as a, like a moral kind of a breach of people's rights. Yeah. But of course the technology... You can't ban the technology because that's really useful technology that probably will carry on being used. I mean, if you think about Rogue One with Carrie Fisher at the end, so they superimposed like a young Princess Leia onto another actress's okay. face so that she could she could be in the final scene. And that's a really amazing application of that technology that's done something wonderful and creative and really helped to tell a story. Yeah, exactly. It's about its application, isn't it? And we were talking about like photo manipulation as well, weren't we? And I think, you know, we all know that it that it dates back to, you know, pretty much when the photograph first came about in the 1800s, long before Photoshop. But I think the debate then and now is is about its application and the intention. So like there's that famous photograph of Abraham Lincoln, which was made in 1860. And it was basically a picture of his head pieced together with an image of someone else's body. And it was to make him look more heroic. But then at the same time, yeah. But then at the same time, you've got the, the Dada artists in the 1900s who were making all these political works. Um, and they were using things like appropriation, cut and paste methods. But they were doing it to, to say something. So similar methods, but the difference is, you know, the message, the context, the intent. And so I think you're right. It's it's that, That's what it's about. About the intention to miss to mislead or not but then even that seems to be an oversimplification doesn't it because sometimes we are deliberately shielding one part of our life or making things look nicer than they are and it's not because our intention is to mislead no definitely not it's because i don't know it's because <laughs> it's creativity or it's it's expression or it's an imagined reality that we would like to be living in yeah, and 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 I, you know, I'll still post the pictures I was posting before on Instagram because those are the kind of pictures I like to look at as well. The stuff that I make for Instagram is kind of like a reflection of of what I like to look at, and I think Instagram is a space that I use for escapism and aspiration and that kind of thing. You know, I don't want to open Instagram and see you know stories about the social housing crisis or Anything like that, I use the app to move away from that. To escape. So, yeah, exactly. It's just about a balance, I think. But I think, I don't know, it's weird. There's, there's, there's a line somewhere, it's a blurry one, I guess. Yeah, and it, maybe it's different for everybody and it slides around. I think so, definitely. I really related to what you said earlier as well about, you know, for the first time you feel like you're financially comfortable and Instagram has been a, a part of that. And that's it's done the same thing for me. And kind of I've gone from... When I first started my Instagram, I was living in a horrible house. Like there was nothing nice in Instagram worthy in my day to day. So I would find the tiny things that that made me happy to look at and take photographs of them and share them. And I know you've said to me before, like your Instagram, your windows and your flat are super Instagrammable, but like the rest of it, you feel like it's not very Instagram worthy. So we kind of end up focusing on the good points, but that that's a really good thing because it makes, you know, everybody's life has aspirational elements to it, I suppose. And so even when you're maybe not living the most affluent, wonderful, glamorous life, there are still parts in your day to day that other people want, that makes other people feel inspired and that other people aspire to have. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree. I think it's, it's, it, it is about sharing 
the best bit. You know, people want to see my nice windows and the stacks of books. They don't want to see me, you know, as I say in the blog post, hunched over my laptop, <laughs> you know, with, with in my pajamas with no makeup on and my hair on the top of my head, which is generally how my day looks. Yep. Because, you know, why would anybody want to look at that? <laughs> I don't want to look at that. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I think I think that's why the project kind of only worked for me by using an extreme example of, you know, overstepping the mark so much that I could kind of try and figure out, you know, where that line is for me. I still yeah. don't know, really. And I think, but I just think it's the fact that it's opened up a dialogue and I'm asking questions. And I think we should always be asking questions about what we do, you know, that that's, it's successful in in, in that if that makes sense yeah and we, it's not like we ever get to a point where we're like right I'm nailing it now I don't need to change anything oh over God, again I don't think I'll ever think that <laughs> honestly I look back at some of the stuff I've done you know and it's recently really when I think about it when I consider how long I've been you know a, a photographer and I think oh my word like if there was pictures ever come to life you know <laughs> that's it for me but if that's it's good as well because then it's nice to know how much you're kind of developing and yeah you know you should always be trying to improve I guess and I think the time when you stop is when you kind of you stop being relevant and stop being able to create things that other people want to see because mm. it's no longer about kind of contemporary life no yeah I was wondering so obviously for your degree you must be producing quite a lot of work and the stuff you share on your Instagram is a part of that but are you also creating work that is completely different to the stuff we see from your Instagram yeah definitely <laughs> very different what kind of stuff like give us a, a bit of an example so I make for uni um I tend to make work usually about social issues particularly work in class culture social housing that kind of thing wow. stuff that's personal to me so like I from a working class family grew up on a council estate part a big part of my family still live in on a council estate so it's it's stuff Stuff like that. Instagram, obviously, the work is quite a bit more <laughs> lighthearted. Yes. And reflects the stuff like we were just talking about that I like to look at when I'm using Instagram. And then th then there's the magazine work as well, which is different again, more kind of journalistic. So if we recently, me and my boyfriend, who's a writer, we went to Scotland, done a, the North Coast 500 um, road trip around the Highlands. And so that was very much images of what I saw you know they're not it's not manipulated this is kind of as close to what I saw as possible you know with adjustments to kind of tone and color and that kind yeah. of thing but I think it kind of all feeds into the same thing which is photography um and I kind of you know as long as I'm proud of all of the things that I'm doing I don't think because I used to when I first started uni and sometimes still I kind of thought can I do them both like is it Am I leading two lives? Like, is it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But now I think, you know, and they both help each other as well. So uh, uni helps me with this kind of way of this critical thinking and the theory and that kind of thing. But the Instagram, because I'm kind of, I'm, I'm thinking photography all day long. I'm taking pictures more than I, than I ever would be if I wasn't using Instagram. Then that's also helping the university part two so I kind of think that it's 
okay <laughs> telling stories that are relevant to each different like finding the right platform to share the different stories yeah yeah definitely and I guess like a writer wouldn't think that a writer wouldn't be sat there going well is it okay that I write books for children and hard-hitting journalism about you know war in Afghanistan they wouldn't question themselves and think that it made them less of a writer or that they were duplicitous in some way yeah because like, Gary writes all all sorts of different stuff I mean some things he might enjoy more than others some things might seem more meaningful yeah. to him than, but it's all he's, he's still writing he's still writing words and so it's it's all good do you think there would ever be a time when you did want to share any of your other work with some of your audience, perhaps not on Instagram, but can you imagine a way that that might cross over? I think so. I think I, I thought about it anyway, maybe just showing if 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 I could, maybe if I had another website where mm, I could, like a like portfolio, portfolio type website so that people who maybe are interested in looking at that kind of thing can look at it because I think I would like to share some of it there's a lot of stuff that I've done which I'm proud of so I think it would be nice to show people who you know have kind of bought into my life I guess um that side of it too because it's an important side and it's yeah it rounds out the whole picture I suppose mm-hmm. and it kind of goes back to that thing I sort of touched on earlier where you know not every everybody with an, an aspirational Instagram life does not come from the exact same background and it would be really interesting I think for people to people who are watching you and kind of thinking you've got the dream life and you're so lucky and you're so privileged to be like well actually you know I didn't come from the same privileges as necessarily the people you the other people you're no, looking up to. Yeah exactly I think that was one of the reasons as well you know because I it was it's you know I clean my toilet I you know I, I do all the things that everybody else has to do and I think it's important for people who maybe do have these kind of issues to know that as well definitely kind of yeah it's very easy and you see people do it with celebrities and I think maybe the kind of the the Instagram slash influencer world is is the next place where people do it where you imagine there's a dream life and you're going to get there and suddenly all of your problems and all the shitty parts of life are just going to disappear. No, yeah, I know, exactly. It doesn't no. happen. <laughs> no amount of exactly. likes on a photograph <laughs> means that someone else takes the bins out for you, unfortunately. Gary's, Gary does the bins. I don't touch the bins. Well, you've, you've made it then. You really do have a dream have, life. No, but I'm toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other side to that question then has got to be, do you create content specifically for Instagram that you wouldn't be creating if it weren't for your Instagram profile? Yeah, so the images that I make for Instagram are definitely made with my audience in mind because, you know, it is my job. I also think the stuff I make for Instagram, like I said before, does reflect the stuff that I like to look at. So I definitely do create content specifically for Instagram and like at university like we were talking about before I'd be more inclined to make work that talks about social issues but that work might not be particularly aesthetically pleasing yes and then you know I think as long as I'm enjoying what I do and I'm proud of the stuff I do and also as long as the people that are looking at that work wherever it may be whether it's if it was work in a gallery or if it's on Instagram as long as they they they're getting it and they like it then I feel like you know, I'm doing all right, I suppose. Do you ever find you create content that you would love to share on Instagram, but you feel like it's just not going to be relevant or interesting enough to your audience that you can't? Yeah, so, so, well, I think 
the only two bits of work I'm, I really make at the minute are stuff for Instagram or the stuff that I'm making for university. So they're quite different anyway. And they're very different, yeah. And so, so as much as I look at the pictures that I've taken, you know, on a council estate in, in Newcastle and think, yeah, I've really kind of got the point across there. I just, it's just not, you know, it's just not going to work on Instagram. And I kind of, I'm all right with that. But like, you know, we, what we were talking about before, it would be nice to maybe share some of that, but maybe somewhere else where people have a choice to go and look at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing that we kind of, we know now about Instagram is where it's where it's evolved to is the people who are very intentionally creating content specifically for the Instagram audience they're trying to reach are the people that see the most growth. So it it is kind of a difficult thing, isn't it, when you, to actively choose to introduce something that isn't a part of that is to actively choose to slow growth, which isn't for, isn't always the best decision depending on no. how you use your Instagram profile. No, and I think, I mean, with me, it was more just, but I think it's about trying stuff so that you find the balance between something that you love taking pictures of and also something that people love to look at as yes. well. Yes. Because by no means do I think that we should be looking to see what's, popular in doing that if you don't really like it right because some people will do that they will just browse the explore page and probably i kind of you know cherry pick what's popular and, and go away and create that and well I've, I've spoken to people who have done that and it's it's can be really successful but there comes a point where they suddenly like i've built an audience of people that expect something from me that i don't really want to be making well, their heart's not in it yeah it's, that's it can't then there's no longevity in that no. and you know, you're not going to enjoy it. And I think I was lucky where I didn't know anything about this, you know, influencer marketing or that you could make a job out of Instagram when I first started using it. It was just, I was in Latin America and I was just like amazed by all of this colonial architecture that I didn't really know existed outside of Europe. And I started sharing that and I just... I couldn't believe the response to it. I didn't really understand why people liked it so much. So I think there's so much now about influencer marketing and, you know, money making and all the rest of it that people, I think it's possible to kind of latch on to that without thinking about what... What you want. You know, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's about a balance. The great thing about Instagram and the internet in general is you can always find other people who like what you like. So even if you've got a really niche interest and you only want to take pictures of like daisies in pavement cracks, there will be loads of people who want to follow to see those daisy in pavement cracks. So you can still follow that that passion of yours, whatever it's going to be. Exactly. And you've talked about that before where, you know, you could have a huge following or you could have you could be into taking pictures of daisies in in the cracks and pavements and every single one of your maybe you know a thousand followers are interested in that then that is more valuable yeah than a really general audience who like your pictures but as soon as you post a daisy in a pavement crack this is such a weird analogy i really wish i'd come up with something else but yeah as soon as you post then they're not interested because then it's yeah you've built something amazing but it's not a very useful amazing something yeah exactly what would you advise people do if they are creating content that they love and that they feel really passionate about but it's not finding an audience 
it's a tricky one now that isn't it because instagram is just constantly changing all of the time but i think i think if if you're putting your very best stuff out there and it's still not working then i'd maybe say it's worth considering other stuff as well mm. you know things like the way you're using captions like you know what, what you're saying is your engagement two-way consistency you know posting regularly I think it kind of used to be about posting every day but I, I don't really think it's so much about that now than about kind of just being present regularly enough that people don't forget who you are I guess <laughs> yeah. um and just persistence I think that's what it's been about for me definitely I you know I don't think I do anything particularly groundbreaking I think it's just I've just you know I keep at it constantly I try new things fail move on try something else and I think fail loads actually because you know you get so much more from making mistakes than we do from stuff just working out all of the time but I think the main thing is just to keep at it so true you mentioned earlier actually that you spend an awful lot of time on Instagram you know you devote a lot of time to your Instagram and I suspect most people don't realize that about people at kind of the pro level who are making an income from their account like how many hours a day are you going to confess to me how many hours a day do you spend on Instagram well I think at the minute I've been I haven't been as good with it and that's mainly just down to other well to university really so I haven't been as kind of on it as I would like to be. But generally, you know, if if when I'm con- as consistent as I like to be, it's a, it's a full day process as far as I'm concerned from, you know, making, deciding what to do, making the thing that you've decided that you want to do, editing, coming up with the caption, you know, then from the moment you post, you know, what you do there so replying to people going and checking out what what you know what other people have been doing and it's you know if if I do take a new picture and that so I've decided that you know tomorrow I'm going to make a picture and that it, it is a full day process you know start that that's you know there'll be other things going on in between but it is an all-day thing it's full-time you know and like I say I think at the minute it's not as intense for me because of I'm having to devote a little bit more of my time to making sure I get good marks in my, in my <laughs> degree. Um, but I mean, I don't know if that's the same. I know you do obviously other stuff too, but maybe when you were mainly focusing on Instagram, did you find that generally the majority of your day was? Yeah. Like you, it yeah. consumes your brain. So then it automatically consumes your time. And I think that's exactly. the thing is whatever you are, what, whatever you are kind of devoting your energy to and, and trying to grow or trying to nurture it does become a full-time job and, and it needs to so if you you know if you're growing a blog I'm sure bloggers listening know that it takes way more time than most people would assume and the same for a YouTube channel and it's exactly the same for an Instagram like if you if you pour in your time and energy into it it will pay off and you'll see the growth I agree and then I think it does buy you that bit of slack time that you've kind of mentioned there where when you've been putting in the hours long term, you can then take a step back and it will kind of self-maintain for a while to allow well, you to, to focus yeah. on other things <laughs> to an extent. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's so strange when, because I think because 
influencer marketing's getting a bit more, you know, it's in the news a lot and that mm. sort of thing. You have people who are like, well, you know, outrightly ask, so so how long until I, you know, how long does it take until I get you're paid? An, you're an influencer, and I'm yeah. like, but what? I don't know what that means. You know, I, I don't really understand. There has to be something in between that you have to like. What? Why do you want? To, yeah. you, you know, it's it's yeah. it's very, it's very strange. That's kind of the new phenomenon that we started kind of our generation, our generation, because we're all of Instagrammers, started just because we wanted to share. We were making work or taking pictures that we wanted to share. And then it evolved into this thing of, oh, okay, it can be a job as well. And now there's this next wave of people who have seen that model and, and they're yeah. going, okay, well, I'm going to start an account with that goal in mind. And there's no value judgment here. I don't think one is no. bad and one is good, but it's a different approach. And I, I wonder if it comes with its own problems and maybe that will start to kind of show through over the next few years of kind of when you're attacking it from a slightly different direction if you go through different obstacles along the way yeah I think so I think it's 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 just like you say when it's the way that we started kind of not knowing where it would go feels because you know how do we not know that if we were still in our positions that we were before and not particularly happy and we saw this stuff going on in the way that it's it's depicted visually that we you know we were talking about before it's always the best fits too so then it does look very you know attractive so I can absolutely see why but I think it's always good to try and ask yourself what you know what the end goal is what's the reason you know do you love photography and you think this is a good way to monetize on that or you know you know what's the reason I guess yeah what's what's your driving force and yeah and I think because we were very fortunate that when you start for no reason you you've got the room to f- up and to experiment and yeah. to try different things and it and must be a lot delete and post yeah, and delete yeah <laughs> and the, the pressure must be completely different if you are doing this to make money from the word go like I, I guess if, if people listening kind of have, have gone at it from that angle I would just say to them to be gentle with yourself and let yourself still go through that learning curve because I don't think you can necessarily shortcut it I think there are some things in life you just have to do the hard way don't you yeah no I don't think there's any shortcut with it at all I think you're right it's interesting when you said about we may we may well have been seduced by it and by the kind of images maybe the kind of images that you posted as part of your insta hack and I've certainly had experiences of real life friends who know me who know you know about my toilet cleaning um still being a little bit seduced into thinking that my life is somehow way more glamorous and wonderful than it is because because of my instagram and because of kind of conceptions about bloggers and influencer marketing and all of that do you think you're good at spotting it do you think you're good at kind of reading between the photoshop and the camera lies and everything else i don't i don't know if i think i'm kind of more interested in the story than kind of the mechanics of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think I think it's more important to to kind of focus on the message and the context rather than so one of my lecturers at university, he builds cameras. So he makes like all these mad things like pinhole cameras and wow. all sorts of stuff. And so when he looks at pictures, he's really interested in 
how it's been made. So he wants to know kind of the materials, the the software, the hardware, everything, because he's really interested in that side of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think for me, it's more about I'm more interested in the message. So the finished work, whether it's lighthearted or not, I think it's probably more important to try and understand the context rather than the mechanics of something, unless you're a tech geek like my lecturer and you're interested in that sort of thing. It's a bit like how when me and Rory listen to a piece of music, I'm all about the lyrics and he's all about like the bass. And the <laughs> and melody we, and all of yeah, that sort of and thing. we hear completely different things in the same track. Yeah, no, yeah, well, well, I do a bit of both. So I'm like, at first, I'm hooked by the sound. Then if it's like really emotive, I'm like, I get obsessed and start like looking up the lyrics <laughs> yeah. and trying to kind of <laughs> break it down and decipher what's going on. But no, yeah, exactly. So I think, I, I know what you mean, you know, especially on a platform like Instagram, do people need to be a bit more clued up? But I don't, I don't, I don't know if that would really make any difference, to be honest. And, you know, understanding the, how something's been made, if that thing that's been made you know, the in, the intent is to deceive or not, you know, how how that's, how that person's got there, I, I don't think that that really makes any difference. There are kind of subreddits devoted to um, calling out Instagram models with, for their photoshopping. You know, that kind of, I don't even know how they do it, but that terrible photoshopping where they just nudge bits of themselves in and then yeah. all the other lines in the picture kind of skew as well. <laughs> so it's quite easy to spot. But they're, yeah. they're quite vitriolic. I saw these... one of those where it's like, was it was it one of like Kim Kardashian or something yeah. like that recently? I think they're. I don't know. Perfect. I try not to look at too many of those stories because I'm a bit. <laughs> no, well, totally. <laughs> so, but these are these are targeting much smaller users, like you know, teenage girls a lot of the time who are just trying to kind of grow an Instagram and share pictures of themselves, and and they're not they're not particularly friendly subreddits. They're not ones that I would recommend people necessarily yeah. go and look at. But they share that under the guise of we're trying to inform people which we want people to get better at spotting when they've when they've been lied to and when it's a photoshop but i guess kind of what really needs to happen is we all need to stop caring so much about what other people look like and applying it to ourselves yeah maybe and and that's the i mean social media feeds just is a symptom of of a much bigger issue isn't it yes yeah so you know i think with or without social media, somebody who has, you know, those kinds of insecurities have them anyway. I think social media just heightens that. So I think it's irresponsible for people to post those kinds of pictures, knowing that teenage girls who may have those kinds of insecurities are looking at them, of course, but, you know, what can you do? And they probably have similar insecurities themselves if they are photoshopping themselves, yeah. Well, that's why they're doing it, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's so kind of vilifying them is not a solution. No, it's not. Not Definitely that we not. have the solution either, but let's, you know. Nowhere near a solution. <laughs> we'll do a follow-up episode in future and it'll all be solved, I'm sure. Will it? <laughs> I wonder what that will look like. <laughs> really I'll get, start getting to work on, like, you know, the next... Hack, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I went to Italy, you know, you, you might have seen on Instagram, yeah. and I was like, oh, no. No one's going to believe. It's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
too soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all going to be watching you now with like half a, is, is she real? Is she, is that the truth? Is it really her birthday? How can we tell? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should do like a personal statement blog and just be like, look, this is me. <laughs> where can people find you online if they want to come and check out more of your stuff? So Instagram is where I usually am the most, which is The Slow Traveller. I also have my blog, which is theslowtraveller.net and I dabble in a few other things, but in Twitter. Those are your main hangouts. And it's it's Traveller with one L for anyone Googling it, because I've got L, that yes. wrong before. Um, which I know is the American spelling, but when I came up with this really original, unique name <laughs> before I went traveling, the double L wasn't available. So that's why we have... You can tell from the way you say that, that people have asked you about why it's spelled that way before. No, I think I think I had a problem with it to begin with, <laughs> and now it's just sort of there. <laughs> um, and what's next for you? What's coming up in the next few months? Well, my main thing that I've got going on is finishing my degree, so that will see me through to the summer. And yeah, so that's that's, that's the main. Huge. Have you got any more travels coming up? Nothing booked, and we're we're getting a puppy. Oh. <laughs> that's very exciting oh my gosh a yeah, whole new yeah. avenue for your instagram well i don't it's not the most instagramable puppy but i love them all puppies are instagramable i know take that back. Get old and it's like <laughs> we'll give you a way now you're not instagram anymore yeah no once once you're grown it's, no, they don't keep still long <laughs> enough either <laughs> thank you so much thank you very much for having me i've really enjoyed it Show notes are at meandorla.co.uk forward slash podcast 44. Also, just a cheeky little mention that both Caroline and I have been shortlisted in the Blogosphere Awards. She's in the photography category and I'm in the podcast. And so if you would like to vote for us, I'm going to stick the link for how you can do that in the show notes for this episode. Or you can just Google Blogosphere Awards 2018 and you will find all the nominations and voting stuff there. It'll just take a couple of minutes of your time and recognition like this really helps me to get the podcast out into the world and helps me be able to keep making it and keep it free forever for everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.